Wow. Yes, people, it's episode 337 of Chris Brain Dump. It's me, Griff. Obviously, how you doing? Are you well? Oh, my God. I started the pod coughing, but it's all right. I'm just clearing my throat. Don't know what happened. I wasn't, didn't cough at all before uh, the pod. Click record, and there it was. And could I just restart the pod again? I could, but I don't want to because I don't have to. It's my pod. I do what I want, and you can't stop me. Anyway, how are you doing? It is Monday. It's 9 o'clock. I should have recorded yesterday, but guess what? I'm back to normal life. I'm not in Edinburgh anymore. I'm not got all the free time in the world to record when convenient for me. Even in Edinburgh, I didn't record when it's convenient for me. I was recording on the road walking to gigs because I just completely forgot to record. If anything, I had too much time and completely forgot what I was doing. Whereas now, back in the real world, don't have enough time. Uh, there's still things to do. I need to do the washing up. I need to put some clothes away. I haven't done any of that. Um, back at work, back in the day job. My God, the first day back in the office. What a crash back to earth. I tell you what, no one talks about the end of Edinburgh. Right? Because this is how it worked out for me with Edinburgh. Okay, I had the delay getting home. The crazy flights. I can't remember if I spoke about this in the last pod. I don't know when I recorded. I'm going to record the previous pod previous episode uh it would have been after i was back right it would have been after i was back so yeah i would have spoke about it that was fine i mean that wasn't fun that was very annoying but i was back home with my family and that was lovely right i had two days with the family one day was just me and the kids next day no was about as well so both those days fantastic that's what i missed when i was in edinburgh being with my family okay that's what i missed so I still had like the the balance of the high of finishing Edinburgh, but also the the high of being reunited with my family. Anything would have made it better is seeing, you know, mum, siblings and stuff. That would have been great. Then I had my first day in the office. My first day in the office, I'm thinking, do you know what? There's a lot of catching up to do, a lot of emails. Because I was checking in all the way through Edinburgh. And then the last week, I just took off. Just like, nope, not answering the emails, not involved, don't care. And I came back to big fires everywhere. Big fires everywhere. And sometimes it was Darren put the fire out. Sometimes just Darren, just, just stand in the fire. Just run in. We just need to know what's going on. We'll start this fire. It's like... Should we try to pull it out? No, no, no. Let's just let's just stand in the fire and just find out what's happening. It's horrendous. It's been such a crash back to earth. Going from just like doing the show, having that amazing feedback, whatever, and being in the mode, having having a taste of what it's like to be a full time comic, and then go back to your day job and it's a shitstorm. It wasn't even like go back to the day job, it's all chilled out, it's just reading through emails. And it was Edinburgh. No, you know, it wasn't that. It was carnage. Utter carnage. And I was sat there thinking, fuck my life. <laughs> the only thing that made it better was payday the day after. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's why. That's why I did this job. For money. For money, that's, that's why I'm here. Not for enjoyment, uh, but yeah, it was it was painful, 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 painful. Um, yeah, 
and it's been it's been less painful as each day's gone by but it's it's just not the same i'd rather just not be doing it but i need money i need money that's that's why we go to work right but i don't know let's see fingers crossed that something out of the blue I have a good feeling about this year, and I never have a good feeling about upcoming years, but I have a good feeling about this year. And when I say this year, I'm not talking about December 2023 ending. No, I'm talking about a year from now. Um, I have a good feeling. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's coming. I don't know what's around the corner. But I feel like something good is coming this year. And uh, I'm going to just stick with that feeling. Stick with that feeling. Um... But yeah, it's been tough. It's been tough. It's been tough. It's been tough. Little little one, the little little one, he's he's uh, he has been well. The big little one, she's um, she's decided that she's potty trained. I I uh, touch wood, so I haven't jinxed it. But she's ruined my joke. <laughs> I have to redo one of my jokes because I talk about the trials and tribulations of party trading. And this little girl's just decided now nah, I get it now. What do you mean? Now yeah, I get it now. I just use the party now. That's what I do. That's that's what this child does. Touch wood again. She hasn't had an accident in five days. This child is walking around with no nappy on, no accidents. Jose, so like, mommy, need the party. Daddy, need the party. So next phase is now teaching her how to pull her trousers up and down and how to wipe herself. Um, but yeah, she seems pretty glad she got the grip, grip of it. I was like, okay, there you go. i tell you what, it is fun not changing nappies, especially a child that eats food. <laughs> it's like my son that drinks milk. I mean, he started weaning them a bit, but generally his poo's just... It's baby poo. Her poo is little human poo. And sometimes not that little. <laughs> so, yeah. It's uh, it's very cool. Very cool. Very proud of her. Um, so what have I done? What have I done this week, man? What have I done? Went to, uh, went to a fete at a nursery, which was cool. Um, that was Saturday. Sunday, nothing. What have I done this week? Let's just work. Nothing after work. I haven't been gigging. I've, I've done one week, no gigs. I said I was going to do a month with no gigs. Done one week. Nothing booked in. Uh, nothing has come around the corner that makes you go, I have to do it. So it's, uh, I've enjoyed my evenings in, in the house. Truly. I just wish that my time out of the house was doing comedy and not wading through shit um i don't think what else to tell you guys about what else, what, I, haven't, I haven't managed to reconnect to the news and what's going on in the outside world um i mean there's schools falling down because of dodgy concrete um i know that much and everyone's arguing about who should rebuild it who should pay for that standard um, ULES is it expanding is it contracting is it staying the same who knows people are arguing about that 
Um, there's a petrol price increase. People are arguing about that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there was a train strike. Just, it was just business as usual, really, isn't it, in the world? I, I haven't watched the news for, you know, a, a month. I start trying to read newspapers again. It's the same stuff. Anything that's different, Tottenham seems to be playing well. I mean, got dumped out of the League Cup on penalties, but guess what? Technically drew that game, so technically unbeaten. But yeah, it would have been good to stay in that. It's Tottenham have an absolute wham squad and not enough games. Well, who's in Chelsea? So that's an upside. Um, right, well, I need to pause this part so I feel like we'll be called into action. No, no call to action. So it's all right, guys. We're back in the pod. Um, okay, so um, <laughs> what was to talk about? I can't remember. I don't think I was talking about anything useful at all. Um, I'm not going to go back and listen. So what are we doing? What we're talking about the week? I mean, that's been my week. My week hasn't really been that eventful. I mean, I missed my dental appointment this morning. Got there. I was too late. I had to rebook that. Um. Yeah, literally nothing. But just a straightforward, regular, regular life. Um, yeah. Try to get planning permission for a driveway still. That's taken absolutely ages. Um, they're talking about the height of the fence of the back garden. And it's just, it's just like boring shit. But it's exactly what I wanted though, which is ironic um but yeah nothing's going on guys <laughs> nothing's going on i've no opinion on anything in the news i haven't followed anything um what kind of plug um how's that for you got a podcast i've been a regular guest slash co-host with emmanuel sanubi um so you go check that out i've got been posted about on my instagram um so yeah that's really good um, really good fun doing that. It's just it's almost like a an extension to the fringe diaries where actually someone's asked me questions, so you actually get more interesting answers than me just talking about how I'm losing my voice after the show. If you listen to my fringe diaries, so um, yeah, go check those out. I mean, let's see what's going on next. Next is always good, isn't it, to find out what's going on in the world. Let's go. Tell me. Anyway, um, let's find out what's going on. Uh, Salma Hayek is showing her age-defying breasts on, on social media. Um, well done, huh? Yeah, I'm very happy to see her age so well. Um, <laughs> So, what else? What is going on? Convicted murderer premier? No. Jada Sancho beefing with his manager. All football stuff. Yeah. So, I really don't know what's going on. Entertainment. Any celebs done anything? Absolutely nothing. 
right Dear Deirdre then, because I don't know what's going on in the world. Even if I look, look at the week ahead, I don't have anything to talk about. I've got a week ahead. Um, nope. No, that's it. There's absolutely nothing. Right, let's just get on to Dear Deirdre, because I'm waffling. Absolutely waffling. Um... Oh, well, that's the stuff I've done. Trying to get compensation for my flight. Remember, I'm getting, which I've said this in the last podcast, I'm getting rejection, so can't find your flight details. Can't find your flight details. I did two. I did one for compensation, one to reclaim my expenses. And they kept saying, can't find my flight details, can't find my flight details. I'm like, fucking easy jet. Trying to scream out of money. I'm about to go flipping legal. That's what my mate Ahmed said. Unleash the legal kraken. I'm ready to go. And thought, let me just give them one chance. Let me just give them a call. I'll give them a call. And I'm on the phone. On on hold. But not, not more than probably about seven or eight minutes. Not that bad actually to be fair. And I get through to someone. And guess what? They're really super helpful. And I give them all my information. They've, and they even start laughing a bit. And then they check through my previous claims. And they go, you've put the wrong flight number. I was like, you what? It's like, yeah, you put 607. Flight number 608. I was like, ah, right, like, mm. I, I, mm. Just, I'm sure if you just submit it with 608, we'll go through, and I submitted it with 608, and uh, yeah, both things went through, <laughs> see, you can't be unleashing legal crackings on people, you know, you just can't, you gotta, just make sure you're actually in the right first, you know? Just you gotta just make sure you're in the right first before you go crazy, full guns blazing. Make sure you're shooting at the right target. It's mad, really, really mad. Let's see, that's what you gotta know. You gotta know the full picture. It's like everyone's talking about, um, say everyone, that's such a bullshit way to start a sentence. People are talking about on uh, on, if you follow the shade borough, there's I just watched a video today of a woman getting hit for. Didn't see the video of her being hit in the face with a brick. Obviously, a woman who has been hit in the face with a brick, and she's basically saying that this happened in public in front of loads of men, black men. She's a black woman, so she was saying black men, um, and said none of these black men did anything. I guess it was a black man who also hit her in the face with a brick, um, and the comment section just nonsense, right? Because it's a bunch of black women going, black men, where are you? Black men, you need to, you need to uh, answer for this. You need to show up. Yeah, protect us. Where are you, black men? Protect us, my ass. Uh, and there's one guy in the video goes, what are we supposed to do? What do you want me to do? And people are quoting him, going, what do you want me to do? Oh, this is why, you know, there's only black women who suffer this. Da, da, da. The other side is black men going, or men going, yeah, what do you want us to do? Um, like for real, like I don't know what's happening. But would you want me to risk my own life for this? What, what, what do you want? <laughs> like, and they're like, well, what would you do if it's your sister or your mum? You want someone to jump in? So I was like, I would, but I also understand they wouldn't. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Well, I find it comes to violence, um, especially violence against women. I do feel like sometimes 
because it's not communicated well between the two sexes. I sometimes think um, women, because a man is the perpetrator of the violence, they believe that other men, um, if they're not fighting against a man, they're somehow complicit to the violence. Um, that they support the violence, that they've opted not to do anything. Ignoring the massive reality that um, regular men also don't like violent men. No one likes violent men. And the only people who tend to combat violent men are other violent men. You see? where this is going you basically need a violent man who agrees with your stance so it's very well and good having someone like me who's a rational level-headed bloke who doesn't think you should hit a woman in the face with a brick because she didn't give you a number that's not me i'm not the, i'm not the guy who's going to hit you in the face with a brick um but i'm also not a guy who's going to fight a man who's hit a woman I don't know in the face of a brick either because I can clearly see that he's not right and if he will hit her in the face of a brick I don't know what he'll do to me you, you see does that make me a coward if it does then I have to accept that now if there's a group of guys do these group of guys know each other if they do could they do something I suppose they could uh I'd like to think I'd do something, but I also understand the very human element of what happens is these things happen quite quickly, um, and you're watching it, and then you're thinking to yourself, should I do something, and then by the time you thought about that, and all my friends back me, you then uh, it's then too late. So it's one of those things that you have to be primed for those kind of interactions. You'll be ready to go. People are very ready to go, are violent men, look for a scrap, they'll love it. Um, if you're not violent, and you see violence happening or aggression happening, your natural reaction is probably to go, oh, let me step away from this. You know? Um, but that's obviously, not, that's obviously not to say that, you know, it was the dumb thing I'm saying, it's okay that one got hit in the face with a brick. I think that goes without saying. Um, but I just said when it comes to violence regular men don't like violent men either they fear violent men as well and it takes violent men with good intentions to fight the bad violent men you see I mean the good violent men you need those and um, I guess it's good to learn different combats and martial arts and all that stuff but they want none of those things really do anything against knives and guns so imagine you now get involved you now embarrass this guy because this guy clearly has a weak ego that he couldn't accept a woman saying she didn't want to give him her number if you now do something to damage his ego there's a probably strong chance that this issue isn't going to end well um it may not end there it may end at another point in your life 
And we always put, whenever we see a story, we naturally do this. As people, we put ourselves in some person's position in the story. So obviously a lot of women will naturally put themselves in the position of the woman who got hit in the face with brick. An absolute victim in a sense of she there's nothing there's nothing you can say to this woman that she should have done differently. Somewhat like this is why I give my number out to guys. What so even if I have a man because they can't deal with rejection, you can say stuff like that, but you right, give out the number, he drop calls you, doesn't go through. Alright, you give him a real number, he drop calls you, then what? He's ringing off your line, he's now abusing you that way. I guess it's better than being hit in the face of a brick, but it's by the by, right? Now, this woman's a pure victim. So, women hearing this story understand they put themselves immediately in that position as as the victim. And what they would like to happen in that situation is someone to save them. Totally hear that. Totally get it. Now, as men see this story, you're definitely not the guys hit the woman in the face of a brick. Not that guy. Um... So guess who am I this story? Guess some of the guys on the site. What would I have done? And every guy's thinking in their head, well, I could get involved, but guess what? I've got things to lose. And that's the thing. I think that every woman, if they're totally honest, would love the guys in their family they know to have protected that woman. 100%. I understand that. Um, but if there was a chance that that brick ends up hitting his face, knocking him out, killing your son, your brother, your partner, your friend, your dad, you would say to them, just leave it, yeah? Do you know what I mean? That's what it comes with, this violence, man. It's just like, unless you are really about it, stay in your lane. I said, I know I'm not about it. I'm not fighting any man for breaking his head. (laughs) So I'm just not. Unless you swing it at something that I know, that I care about. Now, I'll be there for the aftercare. I would have the aftercare, but I'll be honest with you guys. Oh, wait a minute, I've been called to action, guys. I knew it was going to happen. Um, yeah, come in. So, I can't remember where I was talking about the violence, but, um, yeah. It's, um, you just need good, violent guys in the world. That's what you need. Um... Yeah, because I just know what I'm like in these situations. I'm not, like I said I'd be there for the aftercare, but I know that uh, I've seen people not even get, not violence, I've seen people just pass out. I'm like, oh, someone should help them, and I just direct someone else to help them. I might not see someone walking towards them, like, yep, yeah, that's good, nothing to do with me. Like, if I see women in need, I don't want to look like a creep, so I don't help. Uh, if I see a man in need, uh, I that's when I realise that I'm just not a helpful person. <laughs> it's, it's just that. If, 
I've said it on the pod before, I remember a guy passing out outside the Epin train station, face planted into the ground. The sound of his head hitting the concrete was disgusting. Um, and I was waiting at the bus stop at Epin station, so I was like, I could help, but I don't know when this bus is coming. So I said to someone else, would you go into you go into the station and get some help? Um, and I said, someone needs to call an ambulance. And um, that's what happened. Someone called an ambulance. Someone went to the station, got some help. And then, as I said that, I saw my bus turn the corner, approach the bus stop. And I was like, cool, seems like you guys have got this. And I remember the person on the phone to the ambulance was looking at me, looked at the bus, looked at the person on the floor. You can see in their face, they're like, mother fucker. And you can hear, they go, right, um, what do you need? You see this face, he kind of just like, his shoulders just dropped and ambulance. And I was like, you're a good man. As I just booped. <laughs> Gave my ticket, walked to the bus, just like, I'm even sat on the side of the bus, so I could see everything that was happening. And as the bus was pulled away, and this guy realising that this bus is an hourly bus, and he's now going to be home an hour later. <sighs> That's what happens when you're helpful, people. You're an hour late to where you were going. So that's the moral of the story. Don't be helpful. <laughs> no, but seriously, like I said, if this this world is, I think we have unrealistic expectations of each other. We don't talk to each other, and we're not honest. The men in the not one man in the comments said, "Look, I'm scared of a man who's swinging bricks around and trying to fight anyone with a brick." No one said that. They gave it. They tried to intellectualize it. I'm like, I am scared. Because the comments, right? And that's nothing as well. Like, not no one was protected by any good or bad comment. No one's hurt by a good or bad comment either. I see a few men on there go, "We failed. We failed black women. We failed our women. We failed as men. We failed as black men." And they got lots of likes. They're like, "Well done, you. You got lots of likes. You still haven't actually protected anyone." You know what I mean? No one's been protected by that by that comment. You know, and, and the women in the comments are asking for men to do something. It's like, what do these comments do? It's just, it's just silly now, isn't it? Social media. Very performative. At the end of the day, look, a woman got bricked in the face. The people who were physically there didn't do anything. Some for the reason, some just wouldn't have cared. But our comments and the safety of our homes on social media that does nothing to fix that problem. Nothing at all. So, I mean, did anyone in those comments go join a, any kind of community program to prevent things like this happening in the future? No, no one. No one did any of that shit. It's just so meh, meh, meh for social media. Anyway, look, I'm, I'm rambling. Let's get on to Dear Deirdre. <laughs> uh, not bad because someone had nothing to talk about. Right, Dear Deirdre, I'm, st- I'm starstruck. 
but my girlfriend's picture-perfect sister now feel trapped at all. A stupid fling with my girlfriend's sister means that I might be becoming a dad. She's pregnant and says she wants to keep the baby. What is happening here? The, the first line had nothing to, nothing to do with the second line here. Like, I'm starstruck, but my girlfriend's picture-perfect sister now feels trapped. I thought he was going to say, like, just fancy her because she's like a model or something. Anyway, the stupid thing on my girlfriend's sister means I might be becoming a dad. She's pregnant and says she wants to keep the baby. I'm a man of 38, my girlfriend is 29. Please tell me the girlfriend's sister is older. Golly. Now, we moved in together earlier this year. I'm a photographer doing photos and videography for weddings and other events. My girlfriend's sister is 26. She's mad about social media and wants to become an influencer. She has built up quite a following. She's pretty, with a great body, and not afraid to flaunt it. Companies have started sending her products to review. She's asked whether I'd take some pictures. A golly. That's actually a legitimate thing. You're a photographer. She's an influencer. The sister, your missus, is just like, yeah, sure, help her out. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, so we arranged a shoot one Tuesday morning when my girlfriend was at work. See, why not arrange when you're girlfriend is about that was step that was step one of the fail i said this so many times in the pod man it's not about the act it's about the parameters about knowing thyself you must like you just gotta be honest with yourself have you ever looked at a sister for so smashable the moment you thought that, then you, you can't be lying with the sister. That's how it goes. It's as simple as that. You know what I mean? That's like me, up in the fringe, away from my family. Did I ever hang out with any women on my own? Once, in the middle of the day, in a big public courtyard, discussing comedy. <laughs> You know what I mean? Any other times with a woman that was in a group. Whenever I wanted to go home, I went home alone. All with a group of guys. See what I mean? Just fully protected from any suspicion, fully protected from any temptation. That's how you have to conduct yourself. Now, like I said, maybe you generally didn't look at your sister your missus sister in any way before but I just don't believe it I just don't believe it anyway this here this plays out she came over to my flat looking stunning no she just looked like herself anyway I got some great video of her reviewing some makeup and she also wanted to shoot in her swimwear okay she came out of the bathroom bikini and I could feel myself getting aroused oh dear um, I was encouraging her and assuring her she, she was natural when she walked over to me and put her arms around my neck. I was encouraging her and assuring her she was natural. I think she said she was a natural. When she walked over to me and put her arms around my neck and began kissing me, I was shocked but couldn't resist and responded passionately. She told me she'd always fancied me and asked if I'd like to do some nude shoots. Nude shots, sorry. I was so turned on and said, let's forget the camera for now. Then undid the strings of her bikini and we had the most amazing sex. Golly. 
bikinis do become long easily. We'd, we've not had a repeat performance, but she sent me a text last night saying she was pregnant. Golly. God damn. God damn. I'm telling you what, because as a man who has tried to have kids, to get someone pregnant with one shot, clinical, that is unbelievable finishing. Erlen Haaland of coming. <laughs> that is a clinical finish. Strike rate impeccable. One shot or target, one goal. Now, mad it is. But it's like that is that is unbelievable. Because we understand that window is small for a woman to get pregnant, you know. And I'm grow up, I thought any time with unprotected sex, she's getting pregnant. That's what I thought growing up. Don't realise now there's a small window. Outside that window, low chance. Still happened, but low chance. So my man, unbelievable finish, didn't even mean to do it, but back of the net. Um I told her to have a termination, but she says a baby will help her influence her career. I'm panicking. <laughs> You got a woman pregnant who treats a baby like a handbag. She's like, yep, yeah, it'll boost my followers. See how mad that is? Not even like I'm against abortion or, you know, I might love this baby. No, it's just like, do what? This baby will help my following. <laughs> oh my god. That is so mad. That is so bad. Anyway, so uh, what you need to do is you can't force her to have a termination, my friend. Um, you need to find out if this kid's yours. I mean, by the sounds of it, she say it is. Um, you're going to be a dad, mate. That's what's going to happen. And um, you might need to break up with your missus. So that's what I'm going to suggest is a break with your missus and just have a few more shots at the sister. You know, you might as well. You've already done it. You may as well. Just She's already pregnant, so don't even worry about condoms. Just, you know what I mean? Bear back like crazy. And then you know, be prepared to be a dad. You don't have to be with her, but you know. You're gonna be a dad. So yeah, better take some photos, more photos, mate, but paid work. Maybe not of any fit models, because you get bonus too easily. Anyway, next one. Blurred line. My bestie flirts with me, but only when he's drunk. Could he be secretly gay? Yes. Dear Disney, my best friend has offered to maybe have sex with me, but only if drunk. I'm a gay man who's out. And have had lots of things, but there is no one special in my life. My friend is 27. I've always fancied him. I'm I'm 25, and we met at university. He is handsome. He's lovely and handsome, and I always thought it would suit him to be gay. But he said he's straight, and he said lots of girlfriends. Oh, big sign that he's gay. Lots of girlfriends. <laughs> we might 
We met for a night out after his recent relationship ended. After plenty of drinks, he started moaning nobody will ever match up to her. I hugged him and said he'll find someone else. Uh, the hug almost turned into a kiss, but not quite. He seemed to sober up and stopped. He then said that he thought the world of me and that he'd like to have sex with me, but not immediately, he said. Ask me the next time I'm drunk. We've arranged to go out again next week, and I'm excited but confused. Is he a closet gay? <laughs> wait, wait. Where that last phrase the tone already in? That seems like a question for someone who is not gay. Uh, so I was just... Even boiler homophobia, is he some kind of closet gay? Because if he is, I wish I'd burst into that closet. <laughs> That's what my man sounds like he's saying. I'm ready to rip those closet doors off. But if you want to stay in the closet, I'm getting it. But uh, bare haggers and clothes. Clothes get ripped off haggers. Anyway. Um, this is where you got to manage your feelings. I don't advise having sex with your friends. Um, same sex or not. I was just talking about just blurring the lines of being friends or being friends with benefits. But when you're friends with benefits, what you actually are, are, um, are boyfriend and girlfriend without a relationship. That's what you actually are, rather than friends with benefits. Um, friends with benefits can exist, but there's got to be two people that don't really know each other when you're actually friends and um, you've actually got love for each other you know proper feelings um, but when you had sex to it you're now in a relationship you're actually now, you're now having sex with someone you love but you're not in a relationship that's just going to cause mad confusion because you could have sex once and never do it again um and you can say that, you know, you're done, you got out of your system. But then it's going gonna, it's gonna to come up at some point in the future. I'm talking as a man from experience here. It's going to come up in the future. And with a lady. It's going to come up in the future. And it's going to just fuck up something in the future. So if you are going to do it, you've got to have the idea that you might, you should pursue it as, this is it, you either don't, or you pursue it as a relationship. You can't do it can't do in between. Pursue it in a relationship knowing that this may end in you two splitting up and no longer being friends. Is it worth that? If it's not worth that, don't bother do it. Um, we'll see. We'll see, man. But this, this guy... I'm not sure. I'm not sure about this guy. If he's a closet, closet gay bisexual maybe um I don't know gay for a laugh I don't know what kind of banter he has but um that's my advice don't cross that line and if you actually want a relationship that's what I say right let's see this today right this last one romance ruined a surprise trip to Paris with romance in mind turned out to be a disaster. Dear Deirdre, the whole day of my dreams has ended with my husband having almighty rows with me. I thought I was doing something nice for him by organising a surprise breakaway. He, he booked a week off his work and we had and we had said we were going to do some decorating. But I'd secretly been saving up and arranged a 
trip to Paris, I was desperate to see the Eiffel Tower. So who's decorating the house then? <laughs> we got married a year ago, but didn't manage a honeymoon. We're both 31. When I told him my plans, he was really pleased. But when we arrived at our hotel, it was a different story. Why? What happened? We were miles from anywhere, and there was no bar or restaurant on the premises or nearby. The mattress on the bed was worn out, and when it rained, water poured in onto the windowsill. Alright, see, so you booked a shit hotel. The shower's disgusting and mouldy. Okay, this is a horrible hotel. Uh, we didn't have a big budget, and all our holiday money went on taxis because we were so far out there. Well, this sounds like a trip that Naomi and her mate went on, because Naomi does not book hotels. I book hotels. She has no idea where things are. And either she booked it or her friend booked it and she didn't ask any questions because she has no basis to ask these questions. This sounds like who this woman is. Um, so yeah. This sounds like a, a rubbish trip, but do you know what? I would be able to find it funny. And be like, this place is horrendous. And you just laugh at how horrendous it is. That's what you do. Just love how horrendous it is. I won't be pissed off about it. It's a nice gesture. It's a nice attempt. And we just love how shit is. So, I don't know. Let's see. My husband got more mad as the week went on. He blamed me, saying I'd wasted money and be better off at home. He's not speaking to me now. I kept trying to persuade him to make the best of it, but to be fair, it was a disaster. I, I didn't even get to see the centre of Paris. <laughs> I feel so bad for you because your heart was proper in the right place but you just don't have to do these things you just don't have to do these things you should have got some help so obviously you get some help when you, that's when you can understand your shortcomings as a person if holiday planning has never been your strong suit then you just you've got to know that you know you just, you just got to know that and um so yeah I don't, you can't apologize he shouldn't be that mad he's, he's allowed to be pissed off so just let him be pissed off maybe that's it just let him be pissed off he'll, he'll come around in a bit he'll come around he should see the funny side too but yeah and if you haven't got someone decorating the house then he's going to be super pissed off don't be surprised if he starts you know you, you want to visit your mum for the weekend and he's like, I'm decorating, I'm not coming. I suppose my mum's 60th, yeah, I know, but I'm decorating because I didn't have time to decorate because we was in a shitty trip outside of Paris. He, he's going to bring it up. He's that guy. So just just accept that. Um, and that's it. You'll be good, though. You'll be fine. You won't split up. It's not enough to split up. Anyway, that's the end of the pod, people. Um... I ain't got anything more to say. Got enough to promote. So I'm not doing anything this week. Um, so as like I said, go check out after this podcast, Late Night and Wet Wipes. Go check out How's That For You. Content, 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 content. Right, people? That's it. Peace.